Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD+, risk-free, for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's cool fact of the day is that the phrase sugar daddy was coined in the early 1900s by someone named Alma Spreckles, who was a San Francisco socialite who used the term as a nickname for her husband, Adolf Spreckles, who was the founder and head of the Spreckles Sugar Company, who was actually 24 years older than her. Now, Spreckles is kind of famous because where I went to high school for at least some of the time was a small town in Central California called Manteca. Manteca was named, supposed to be named anyway, after sweet cream or butter. The problem is that the guy who named it named it after lard, which is manteca in Spanish. So I went to high school in a town named Lard, which was where Spreckles had a giant sugar plant. And if you've ever smelled what rotting sugar beets smell like, that's how they ferment them, they smell absolutely terrible. So the local radio station, when I was about 16, had a song based on Funky Comadina, the MC. What was that guy's name? Was that MC Hammer? Who sang Funky Comadina? Guys, you guys must know. Ooh. Anyway, uh-huh. that's trivia, not the cool fact of the day part. But they took <laughs> the Funky Comadina <laughs> song, and they did the aroma from Manstinka. And the line that still sticks in my head, this is what, 30 years later or something, whatever, 25 years later, is it smells like burning mice. So I went to town in a high school that smelled like burning mice because of a socialite in early 1900s named Alma Spreckles who coined the phrase sugar daddy. How's that for a cool fact of the day? <laughs> Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. 
ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. Now, if you heard some other voices or you're watching video and you can see there's two other people on the show, those would be Joy and Jay from Jingslingers. The Jingslingers are master alchemical culinary artisans. And what that means is that they're tonic herbalists and superfood specialists and these really creative L.A.-based people who make crazy dishes using largely bulletproof ingredients, but also a whole bunch of just amazing herbal tonics that change how you feel and how you perform. They joined me on stage at the David Wolf conference where we made some incredible ice cream like substance and served it to about 1500 people. So these are the kind of people that I call when I'm like, if I wanted to do something really, really weird, I wanted to include like an herbal extract of something from like, you know, the middle of nowhere. And they wanted it to taste amazing and be like a dessert that got you all like, Hi, in a good way. That's Joy and Jay. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Dave. Hi, Dave. It's so good to see you. Was that an accurate introduction for you? I I did my best there. (laughs) Yes. Actually, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we're pretty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, Joy, you're from South Florida, and you're a former police officer. Yes, 20-year veteran. So how do you go from, like, you know, slapping cuffs on perps and, and whatever other <laughs> cool cop lingo you have to jing slinging. Like that's a pretty dramatic change. So what, what drove the change? Well, for the whole second half of my uh, police career, on my days off, I started doing something else. It was kind of the yin to my yawn of being a police officer, and that was being a caterer. And my mom was always in the kitchen. She's an amazing chef, and she's a, a baker by trade. So being in the kitchen was natural. And... Um, as I learned more about how to do this as a as a as a business, kind of a side business, really, um, word got out, and I was doing it for business openings and and weddings and birthdays and just hundreds of different events. Um, some events as big as well the Silver Lakes um, Winter Festival, which brought about you know three thousand people. Wow! So that that's a, a big event then. Yes. Okay. So you just. From police officer to caterer, just one day you're like, you know, sorry, boss, I, I quit. You like lay down the gun and the badge, and you walk out and like make a cake. Is that kind of? No, uh, on uh, from days <laughs> off to days on, between details, yeah, that was pretty pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> but the beautiful thing about what I was then and what I know now is completely night and day. Because the whole time I was a police officer, I didn't know that the foods that I was eating was deleterious to my body. I didn't know oh. that the things that we would drive through and get you know, 0.5, you know, because police officers get half price sometimes on food, uh, on our food. It wasn't good for us. So by the time I was towards the latter part of my career, um, I had started to gain a a tremendous amount of weight and found myself um, feeling old and tired and achy and and not so well. And that's when I kind of started on my, um, my journey to be able to find out how to reboot the meat suit. So, so when you felt old and tired and cranky, I mean, doesn't that also like affect the way you interact with other people? 
in regard to police work or in general? I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm just thinking that like, if I get pulled over, I want to be pulled over by a police officer who's like in a good mood, whose body feels really good, versus someone who's like, oh my god, I feel like crap today. Like, I, I hope this guy's not a total jerk. Because if so, you know, I'm gonna add two zeros to his ticket. I have no idea. What you have to think about. But you know what I mean? Like, like I'm just thinking like. It would be very hard for me if I was working in law enforcement, and I have you know lots of friends and firemen and police love bulletproof, but I I can't imagine that it would actually take some energy because you're dealing with people who are always hostile to you, even when there's no reason for them to be, right? Like like maybe not always, but but a large percentage of people are feeling threatened when like it's not necessary. So there's a toll, and that would require more from you mentally and emotionally than from the average person. And yet, if you're eating garbage all the time. It was just, I, I don't think I could handle it unless I ate really well. On, on an emotional level, on a professional yeah. level, you sort of go into, you literally go into your training. So no matter how much of a jack wagon somebody's being to you when you're yeah. trying to write a ticket or, or do whatever, what your job is, um, you kind of, you're, you become the center, you become the calm in the center of the storm. Um, you don't. You don't let it escalate. It's part of our training not to escalate. So even though I may have not had a really great day or um, maybe my joints were achy, um, it didn't make a difference on how I would treat the next person in front of me because throughout my entire career and even into this career, I try to love people better than the way I found them. Nice. And and that's that's a, a beautiful way of putting it. Um, I got pulled over outside Palm Springs a little while ago. Is this all going to be cop talk? I'm oh, totally. <laughs> it's going to be cop talk. I, I, this is the last one I'm going to mention, but I'm telling you, there's a ton of police officers listening to the show right now. Like, there always are. Love them, my brothers and sisters in blue. Exactly. And, and I, I got pulled over on some stretch, whatever, and I, I think I was going, like, seven miles over the speed limit. And and the reason I bring this up is is that I had just finished Alberto Viotto's training literally two hours before that. Alberto Viotto is a shaman, so I spent a week like in weird meditative kind of spaces, and I was in a very peaceful state. So at the end, when he writes me the ticket, he he reaches into the car and he shakes my hand and he goes, "You're a very nice man." And I'm like, "All right, I win. <laughs> like I don't care that I got a ticket. Like like you know." So that that was cool. Like that's how you should that's how you should be when you when you interact with law enforcement because not only is it in your own best interest to be that way, but then like it just like pass it pays it forward. So that that's the last last cop comment yeah. that, that I'll make for at least two. Minutes. The only thing I'll yeah, the only thing I'll add to that is if there's a, a great deal of power in being able to. Um, do random acts of kindness for people because it wasn't all about just the bad guys and, and putting people in jail, although certainly that was part of the job. Um, and I handled sex crimes and child abuse and all oh, sorts wow. of other than other than not nice things. Plus, I was a canine handler. So we got to see a lot of fun things. You're interesting. Um, wow. <laughs> but, but some of the things I loved most is the camaraderie between the people I worked with who are literally – it's a calling. It's not just a job. And secondly was the, the people that we met and the people we came upon because believe it or not, and most people might disagree with, I disagree with this. Um, most people are really good. Like this, there's not the lion's share of people are not bad guys. Like they like people, especially when it comes down to it, like after hurricanes and so forth, you got to see people's hearts yeah. and that's when people got to be. Yeah. It, it so, is. A, it is a service profession at the end of the day. It is. Now, that's very different from Jay. And Jay, you were a professional stripper for a number of years, right? Yeah, many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> this is not true. I'm just trying to embarrass you. <laughs> Jay, you, you do hail from Massachusetts, though. What's your story? How did you get to be some guy who's made 50,000 customized elixirs? Like, you are seriously, like, the most experienced... I don't, you're not a mixologist because you're not a bartender, but if there was a healthy equivalent of a bartender, you may be the most experienced guy I know in that whole world. So how'd you get to be that way? Jing master, yeah. 
Um, yeah, well, I grew up in a small town in Massachusetts, and both my parents are really excellent cooks. My dad's actually a chef. And um, when I was in my early 20s, when I was going to school in Boston, um, I started getting heart palpitations kind of out of the blue. And, you know, I didn't really know what to think of it. And I actually got a referral to uh, one of the top cardiologists in the city of Boston. And I went to him and he basically couldn't tell me anything. He, he's pretty much said, you know, I can try you on some medication if you want. It's probably hereditary. And that was about it. So that was a bit of a awakening to me because, you know, growing up, you have this idea of doctors and professionals in the health health world, and you really think that, well, they know everything, or at least that can be the concept, you know. Um, a little bit after that, my dad came down with uh, prostate cancer, and um, they took it out, they operated, and he was fine after that. But um, those two things kind of led me into, um, a year or two later, I was staying at a, a yoga ashram up in Canada for a few months. I was doing a, a work-study program up there, and there was a psychologist from Germany there who was really into cleansing and raw foods and doing liver flushes and all this stuff. This was Gerson, I'm guessing, if it was German or something else? Uh, he wasn't, no, I mean, he was really into just like, he, he was really into the raw food lifestyle, okay, but, but also doing like, like Bernard Jensen cleansing, colon okay. cleansing and stuff like that. Uh, David Jubb liver flushes, stuff like that. So just in like a couple conversations with him, uh, it turned into an instant passion and I was really into the raw food stuff for a while and that lasted about as long as it took for winter to hit when, when I was in Massachusetts because <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, I'm somebody with a cold constitution, living in a cold environment at cold time of year, eating a cold diet. And that leads to imbalance. That just doesn't work. How, was so, imbalance, how did that display for you? Like, how did it feel to be imbalanced? Uh, well, feeling cold all the time, but also like sluggish digestion, um, my body type is, is an Ayurveda, what do you call vata, the vata dosha, which is light. It's like air and ether elements. So um, greens, especially raw greens, have a lot of that kind of ethericness. So you get kind of ungrounded and spacey, um, but especially coldness because it's just cold in Boston, you know? No, no one's ever accused raw vegans of being airy and spacey <laughs> until, this, until this episode. I, I can't believe you would say such a thing. I mean, that, that's almost I, I not very nice. I have a story on that, Dave, but, you know... <laughs> I, I say that being a former raw vegan, just so we're all yeah. clear on that, and uh, I and I actually really respect and admire the, the thought process and the attention to quality. Uh, just there's some core assumptions there that I think you've come across too, where maybe you don't want to eat only that stuff. Right. Yeah. Everybody has different constitution types, and uh, the times of the season matters. Where you're living in on the planet matters. The temperature, the climate, all that stuff factors into the types of foods that you should be eating that are going to be balancing for you. Yeah, even the seasons of your life, like where you are in the seasons mm -hmm. of your life. Is yeah. that true for men and women? Um, it is, actually. It is true for both men and women. And I know... Uh, now my digestion, because of, of the path that I come across, is better now than it probably was um, 15 years ago. But I've been able to bring it back from how I was when I was in my teens, you know, teens and early 20s. When you can eat anything, you can eat roadkill and be fine. It's all good. Stay out all night. Everything's all good because you got that that jing, that that you know uh, that ojus. So um, by being able to you know bring my gut back around and and being able to um, understand how that this magnificent body temple works was um, pivotal in being able to then create 
what he's been doing and what I've learned how to do is to make those elixirs and make the different tonics and so forth. So, yeah, it doesn't matter what stage you're in. You just have to kind of find out where you are and then, you know, make your plan. Yeah, so just to, to finish on my story there, um, I ended up moving out here to California probably now about eight years ago, and I got involved with making elixirs at various tonic bars. So over the last eight years, I've worked at these um, superfood tonic herbal elixir bars. I've designed some and ran some and, and uh, worked. I worked at the Erwan tonic bar for a long, long time. So just and, so people listening, Erwan is the highest end natural and organic food store in all of Los Angeles. The only store I've ever been to where they have a licensed medical doctor walking the aisles in the farm or in the, the nutritional supplement section. So she'll actually tell you what to buy as a licensed physician in every other store out there. They're not allowed to tell you what the health benefits are that they might tell you anyway, because that would be making a drug claim. But a doctor is actually allowed to do that, which is kind of cool. So I, uh, I, I very much admire Erewhon and yes, they do carry bulletproof products and they make they bulletproof do. coffee on site at the tonic bar where you used to work. Right. Yes. So, so with the tonic bar, you're combining superfoods from around the world and then tonic herbs from around the world, and you're creating um, hot drinks like Bulletproof Coffee. You're creating superfood smoothies and also even superfood ice creams um, on the spot, um, you know, to order, customized for the individual, depending upon how they're doing, what kind of day they're having, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not true of all elixir bars. That's really particular to Air One, and that's something mm -hmm. I found out coming out here from Florida. You go to other elixir bars, and no one's pounding ice cream. That really originated right there at Air One uh, on Beverly Boulevard with Truth Hawkins and Sarah and Jay. And um, after, you know, Truth left, and, and Jay was actually the head um, – uh, senior herbalist until he just he just retired. Yeah, just recently. <laughs> retired <laughs> to, wow. to focus on jingle stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's, <laughs> well, I, I didn't know that. Well, I'm sure that that everyone's sad to see you go because you have you really do have a, a ton of knowledge there. Yeah, I you know I, I have my my ten ten thousand hours of slinging jing behind a tonic bar behind me. Yeah. So you helped train a lot of people. You, you've got your neurons trained to sling jing. Yes. I, yes. I can tell you, Andy Nilo, another friend, podcast guest, and the guy who, oh, yeah. who we just helped him launch Alatura, the new facial mask stuff, which you guys are, I think, intimately familiar with as well. Um, he and I always go there and just get these crazy, mad things made up. Like, oh, could you add more fat to that? And like cramming avocados <laughs> in the blender, adding brain octane, and it's it always comes out something where you drink it and you're like, I feel seriously different after you have it. And it's hard to generate a food high. And I don't mean like, you know, THC kind of high. I mean, like you eat something and you feel a sense of vitality that just comes into you. But when you have the quality of ingredients that you use when you're mixing these things uh, and they're mixed properly, it, it is it's like a drug in a good way. And it's it's incredible. So kudos for for spending so much time on figuring out how to create that effect because it's pretty reliable. It's the synergy. It's the synergy of knowing what herbs to use, especially for that particular person. And that's that's basically what we truly do. We're able to, um, it comes down to three things. Where do they want to go and how they want to feel? Um, what are they willing to try and have? And then it's got to taste kick-ass awesome. Like it's got to be flipping good. So when you eat it, you're going to want to have more of it and then tell other people and then they get to, you know, also have two because uh, one of the challenges with working with herbs, especially tonic Chinese herbs and Ayurvedic herbs, is they don't taste all that awesome by <laughs> no, themselves. <really? laughs> no, they, 
You know, and so when when something tastes like burnt tires or, you know, maybe something you wouldn't want to, you know, put have every single day, compliance is, is difficult. So that's why the culinary artisan part of what we do is so different from what so many other people do. Uh, we find that 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 part where it's creatively conscious comfort food. So you can have macaroni and cheese. Uh, it tastes exactly like the macaroni and cheese, and it even has all those components, but it's sugar-free, gluten-free, jacked to the rafters to superfoods. And that's what makes people look at what we do and go, what else you got? And yeah. it's everything, ice cream and, and all sorts of things. And most of them actually taste better than the original because yeah. your your taste buds and your, your entire system is getting the hit of actual nutrition versus, you know, phony, chemicalized, um, you know, palate. Yeah. Uh, well, you get, the, you get the real fat. And everyone's welcome at our table. It doesn't matter if you're a vegan or vegetarian or flexitarian or you just came back from In-N-Out Burger and you just want to feel better, then it's for everybody. And and that's how we do what we do. And that, that's the way to do it. I mean, if, if people are on a certain path, that's the path they're on. And you know, they may stay on it. It may work great for them. It may not. But, but you mentioned something like you're customizing these for the people. A traditional Ayurvedic practitioner is going to be doing you know, the seven-point pulse analysis, looking at your tongue, the color of your skin, and, and bags of your eyes, and all that kind of stuff. You're limited in your ability to do that when you're making a tonic drink for someone. So what are the things you look for to know how to customize a drink to make someone perform better? Yeah, and, and sometimes, especially if the tonic bar is busy, and you have a line of people, you got to go really fast. And, you know, maybe that interaction's 30 seconds that you have, or maybe a minute to, to make a drink for somebody. So um, you really want to look at, um, you know, you ask some basic questions. How are you feeling? How's your energy? Um, you get a sense of, do they have a hot constitution or a cold constitution? Um, things like that. And then you ask them really where they're going that day, you know, and that's going to depend if it's morning, noon, if it's night, you know, are you winding down for the evening? Are you going to be going out? Are you going to be partying all night long? Right. Things like that. You get a sense of how their day is going to be and what they really need. So maybe um, maybe they just ate and they just need something light, but something with you know a little bit of energy. Maybe um, they haven't eaten, eaten and they want something that's like a meal replacement. So something with a lot of calories that's going to um, keep them going for like the next six hours. So, you know, basic things like that. You don't necessarily have to really get in depth, you know, and, and give them a whole... Um, uh, I want to say prescription, but just, you know, a, a whole um, array of different tonic herbs that they can take. But, you know, the thing with tonic herbs, too, when we talk about tonic herbs, we're talking about herbs that are gentle, that you yeah. can take every day. Um, they're herbs that they make a difference over time. You really want to take tonic herbs over weeks and months and years. And, and over the long run, they make a big difference. You know, when people are really sensitive they can really feel the energetics of it, but not everybody can. But um, they're gentle herbs. And what, um, what are some examples of the kind of herbs you would typically use? Well, from like the Ayurvedic system, ashwagandha is one ashwagandha of my favorites. Awesome. Um, from the Chinese system, um, things like ginseng and, and deer antler. Rishi. Rishi. Yeah, both from mm -hmm. both flora and fauna, and even from the, the Chinese tradition, because we are um, actually um, trained tonic Chinese herbalists. It's not just on the job kind of a thing. Um, 
you know, when we look at someone, we can actually do Chinese face mapping. We can look at their tongue and, and, and have a better idea what they're, what they may not even realize what's going on and see what their digestion is like. Um, but when you're talking about using these different herbs, then that's where you can kick it into high gear, make it a little more high definition by using some of the superfoods with it. And that changes what, what we do from what, you know, if you go to a traditional, you know, Chinese herbalist, they aren't going to be, you know, pulling out the, um, the acai and the maki and the kapawachu and, and the, you know, all these other things. People are going, what is she saying? Yeah. And the camu camu to make it into lemon meringue pie. There you go. And then I, all of a sudden they feel better. <laughs> I, I've, I've taken a lot of Chinese herbal preparations from acu, acupuncture practitioners and things like that, but they're usually made in little pellets and all. And not so long ago, I went to this, this very old, I, he's about 90, um, guy who's written a book on acupuncture, um, guys from China, I'm here in Victoria. Um, so very well credentialed and he just like did stuff with the needles that was incredible, um, kind of knocked me out. And when I was done, he said, I oh, here, take this to the local place. I went to this place where, you know, there's no signs in English in, um, basically in Chinatown here in Victoria, which is, is pretty well established. And there's, you know, this kind of, kind of sitting in the back smoking. I think he was smoking anyway. If not, he was running out back to smoke. But it was such a different experience. But what they ended up doing is they would take these pieces of paper and put, like, these giant ugly seed pods and all these, like, handfuls of crap into this thing. And it was all herbs, but in their native forms. And there was a mass, like, this big, the size of, like, a baseball, if you're listening. And they sort of fold it all up and whack it with their hand and say, put this in boiling water and drink it. And like you said, it, it tasted like ass. I think is the technical term for it. Yes. So, so you're taking this this stuff, and by the way, it worked. Like I, I felt good when I drank it, but oh man, it was a lot of work. So you're taking <laughs> these ideas and you're putting them into a food that actually tastes good. And it's functional yeah, food. Yeah. That's a pretty different approach, and it's one that's blending like the Western culinary tradition with the Eastern herbal, like what do these things do to your body and to the energy in your body perspective. And I think that's new and interesting. That's actually why I wanted you guys to be on the show. Yeah, and one, one of the things that's really important to us is that we don't compromise the integrity of the ingredients either um, if they're organic. We also prefer always organic but we don't uh, compromise the flavor or the culinary part of this for the efficacy of it. So we've learned which superfoods and which herbs work really good together, which makes it taste like salted caramel, which makes it taste like and still have the uh, the, the effect that you're looking for. Uh, and that what you were talking about when they put it all together and they put it in a little mesh bag and then you take it home and you make it and what have you. As you can see behind this, the siphon. Mm -hmm. the yeah, and that's usually what you put it in, or a regular teapot to to do just that with the with the with the full herbs, with the whole herbs. Um, but we work mostly with powders, and we love using powders because when we do our consults with clients, we it has to be simple. So we use the highest form um, and the highest grade things. And I, I love you. Thank you so much for really good vanilla powder, amazing chocolate powder, and the collagen that collagen hydroslate from from Bulletproof. Pfft, Amazing. It's a, it's a really nice bridge for people who are either vegan and going into vegetarianism, going to maybe into something else, or, or just vegetarians that are okay with having um, collagen, and they just they just light right up. So by incorporating things that are for more from the from the fauna um, part of our culinary world, it, it it makes it so much better. I mean, and, and the ghee itself. Oh my gosh. I mean, just the ghee. <laughs> We're trying to make more bulletproof ghee. Working on getting enough. Uh, grass-fed butter there, I was on the air, the radio in Ireland, because some uh, the Irish main uh, newspaper, the biggest one in Ireland, 
they're saying, hey, those dumb Yanks are putting butter in their coffee, ha, ha, ha. And, you know, just incredible comments like, oh, well, they're all fat anyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, so then they had me on the, the radio there to talk about it. And I, I'm like, I can't get enough grass-fed butter. So fortunately, the, the Irish dairy people responded and said, oh, we've got some butter for you. So I'm really hoping that they'll oh. they'll send a, a container ship full of butter that we can all feed on from from North America and uh, and grow our health. So yeah, it, it's not getting past the Canadian border, just so you know. <laughs> you know heat is actually allowed past the Canadian border. Oh, is it? Okay. It, yeah, just not butter because there's a difference, you know. Yeah. Well, I had to send you some yeah. as shampoo. <laughs> which it is so it's it's all true in fact we were we we're actually prepared to make something for you now that doesn't even require a blender to show how simple it can be um do you have uh, ingredients i know we talked ahead of time you, you're ready to do a quick demo so you have to tell every step you're doing because yes. more than half of people are listening to this during their commute the other half may be watching on itunes or youtube videos yes. and all that so what we're seeing here is a little pitcher and a little bowl and, and a cool wooden platter. Yes, and what we have in here, and this is this is a, our our brilliant brain beaming beauty and just you know banish the body aches. Quick little shot. Um, the things that we're using in this do exactly that. They speak to the brain. They speak to the body. And um, we'll we'll start with the ingredients. So actually, I'm going to do the liquid first. This is culinary coconut milk. It's a little thick. But it looks um, like you're pouring mayonnaise out, not... No, that's it's actually culinary coconut milk. Actually, you've got the little jar there. Who, who um, makes culinary coconut milk? Uh, so delicious. You have it right there in front of you, and it's organic, which I love that. This is what you guys sent me. But yes. the culinary stuff, interesting. So so delicious is famous for putting genetically modified stuff in theirs or carrageenan. Oh, these guar yep. gum, not carrageenan in this stuff because it's culinary. Yep. Interesting. Yes. Now, yes is, see? is there BPA in the packaging? Uh, no, they told me there was not. Yeah, rock on. Because right. <laughs> we, yeah, we were at Expo West, and that's one of the first questions yeah. I asked. So, Love this. Thank you for sending this. I, I When I saw it, I'm like, why did they send me so delicious coconut milk? Everyone knows not to drink that, but it's because it's culinary. This is a totally different product. I'm so interested. All right. Wait, you yeah. see what's in the little bag. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is what, we're, what we have right here. It says culinary coconut milk, but really it's coconut cream. cream. Yeah, it looks yeah. delicious. Uh, and that stuff makes crazy ice cream when I've used uh, other forms yeah. I used to be able to buy that aren't on the market anymore. So, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so then now we've got um, four tablespoons of coconut cream. Just in, It could be in a cup. It could be a coffee cup, whatever you want to use. Okay. And then we're going to use, um, this is one tablespoon of, actually it's Dave's um, collagen, and a teaspoon of the vanilla. We're going to put that right in there. Now, is that what you put in the vanilla bag you sent me? Is collagen? Yes. 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 Oh. And I'll <laughs> use a little spoon. I'm using a tiny little whisk, but you can use a spoon. It work just as well. And the, we love the vanilla because the vanilloids, this smacks you right in the vanilloids. It's awesome. It tastes great. <laughs> and uh, it's a vasodilator, and it's amazing. So, can, can you talk a bit more about vanilla as an herb, rather, like not a flavoring herb, but as, you know, it, its effects on the body? Because so few people know that vanilla started out as, you know, a, a medicinal herb from the medicine side of things and became a flavoring herb. So what, what are the effects on the body of vanilla that no one knows about? And it comes, actually, it comes from an orchid, the vanilla beans. And uh, yours has a really nice, um, three or four different types of flavors that are undertones that I really love, like that cherry wood sort of flavor to it. Um, but it's a, a vasodilator. Um, it helps with uh, circulation. Um, it's good for 
um, warm hands and feet. Yeah, it's it's a major aphrodisiac too. Yes. Really, that's um, that was how it uh, came into fame in herbalism was its use as an aphrodisiac. Yes. So um, hence it, smacking you in the vanilloids. Yeah. So it's good for uh, fertility yes. and uh, it's great for boosting jing. Yes. And then in this next little bowl, uh, we have lion's mane. Uh, the mycelium, it is a powdered mycelium from lion's mane, which is a medicinal, actually it's a tonic mushroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually eat it just as a mushroom, or in this case it's been uh, freeze-dried and powdered. And there's two caps in here, which is about a half a teaspoon. And uh, then we've got pearl powder. And pearl powder, we love the mucopolysaccharides, which makes your skin glow, hence the beauty part of this. We're going to mix that in there. And neither one of those things have a strong taste at all, so you can mix this right in here. And the weird thing about this is it's going to be so blue because now we're putting in – this is two of our favorite things. Um, This is a spirulina powder extract that is called Blue Magic. Um, E3 Live actually makes it. And this is Brain On. Um, this is phenylethylalanine uh, or aphanazaminone flasaqua or AFA in the brain on, and um, that comes from the AFA. The, the bright blue pigment, the bright blue pigment here um, is the phycocyanidins from uh, spirulina. So we're going to put that in there, which has a huge COX-2 uh, inhibitor background. Awesome. And so this whole shot is designed for helping to lower infl- inflammation, helping to um, activate neurotransmitters. The, the lion's mane is famous for um, having compounds in it that can cross the blood-brain barrier and actually help to um, create nerve growth factor proteins. So it's very um, tonifying for the entire nervous system. Right. In America, it became a little more well-known. In um, 1986, the Nobel Prize uh, was given to two scientists who were talking about nerve growth factor, and yeah. it was lion's mane that they were using. So lion's mane is a really nice thing when we have people who have issues with um, not just memory, although it's wonderful for memory, uh, but Parkinson's and things like that. It, hel- it helps to get rid of amyloid plaque as well as um, build myelin sheath. So now we've got our little blue baby right here, which is so bright, with sapphire blue. I'm going to put a couple of drops of stevia in it, although it probably doesn't need it. And oddly enough, one, two, three, four, put five in there. Five drops. And this is a sweet leaf stevia. And stevia all by itself is a um, is a tonic herb. It, um, um, and it's herbalism. Yes. Yeah. Can I, maybe yeah. when I make this at home, can I share this with my kids? Like four oh, absolutely. They're not going to yep, go yep. bonkers from the PEA? No, not at all. It's a love molecule. That's the, it, it'll calm them down and, and make them just look at you with starry eyes. <laughs> I got it. Now, PEA, is, it, it's definitely a little bit stimulating. I've, I've had yes. times when I've been overstimulated by taking, like, straight PEA and just uh, kind of, like, you know, draw attention. You know, I'm going a little bit crazy land. Uh, but I may how, also... How much were you taking, Dave? Yes, Dave, how much? Because I'm thinking that you, uh, you don't just, like, just take a schmidgen. It's like half a kilo. It was no big deal. <laughs> No, it was, I don't remember, it was a, a normal capsule, whatever they sell it in, but it was probably at least 100 milligrams, I guess. Yeah, with, with superfoods, you, you always uh, want to start kids out slow because obviously they're much more sensitive yeah. and um, they already have lots of energy. And they're usually cleaner. They don't have all the uh, uh, detoxification problems that as we get older and we get a little more, have a little bit more toxins going on. Yeah, so there's our, I, our two shots. My kids are pretty darn clean. I, I'm pretty sure you know, <laughs> I've done everything humanly possible, and I know more than the average bear. So let, let's hope that they're doing well. I, I certainly think so. Yes. 
So you put more culinary cream on top. And what we have now is this incredible bright blue thing with a dollop of white on top. Yeah. So for the folks at home, I'm doing a close up yes. here. <laughs> now, this is a relatively simple thing. Your carrier molecule here is, or not molecule, but your carrier substance is really culinary coconut milk, which has yes. about 6% of the same fat that's in brain octane oil. And you're getting some of the lauric acid and the other benefits of coconut oil in it. Oh, you know what I forgot? I'm going to interrupt you. I, I was supposed to put two tablespoons of, of brain octane oil in that. Oh, you didn't add it. I okay. didn't add it. it was in I can put it on top. I can put it to a floater. No problem. Really? Sure. I, I, there's no need no need to do that. But um, No, no. It's actually part of the recipe. It is okay. And by the, I guess we'll post the recipe with uh, the blog post. We didn't plan this ahead of time. But I, yeah, I find... It'll, it'll, I find I do, when I'm using coconut milk, I blend brain octane in because coconut oil and coconut milk, they're full of really good fats. It's just not possible to eat enough of it to get the very short chain, medium chain fats. So if you're trying to just change the ratios, not eliminate lauric acid, but just get less compared to the C8, uh, I notice a difference in how I feel and perform and like lots of other people do too. So you, you do the same technique. All right. Yeah, and this, this little nootropic stack um, helps, again, with brain when people are getting ready to go into an interview. Of course, we work with a lot of celebrities that want to remember lines. Uh, this is a favorite. And the uh, anti-inflammatory part of this, the COX-2, is because everyone's burned the candle at both ends. They're working out hard. They're with their personal trainer to keep all their joints and everything nice and um, uh, to put out that, that inflammation. Mm -hmm. So, so I... So now you're, you're seeing them taste it, and uh, obviously they're enjoying it. Now tastes like chocolate. I, I have to ask. So if you go put put on your uh, your police officer hat again and go back <laughs> 15 years in life, if you'd have heard this, or 10 years, if you were driving in your squad car and you heard this, how would you connect with it? Like, how does someone who has a, a normal job and you know does normal stuff that, that doesn't necessarily have lion's mane in the cupboard and incredible strains of blue-green algae and all these other things. How do you connect with the benefits that come from tonics like this? Like, like I'd say you live in, in uh, what's a good, say you live in Atlanta or you live in um, Kansas. Minnesota is a perfect place. I have lots of followers in Minnesota because of the med tech quantified self stuff that I do. Uh, but it, there isn't exactly a, a hotbed of herbalism in the middle of Minnesota. Uh, so like, like, how accessible is this stuff? Or is this just like for Hollywood celebrity people? No, this is for everybody. And part of what we do is we, we do different shades of green for this. So if somebody was looking at the things that people come to us with and the most complaints across the board, doesn't matter if you're in Kansas or if you're in Bali, it's I can't sleep. I can't remember anything for mental focus. Um, I have pain. My 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 joints hurt. My my everything hurts. Um, libido is another yeah. big one, and uh, and they just can't get a hold. They don't feel like themselves. You know, there's the, right. their hormones are jacked up. So when you start to show them, and usually it takes just like it did for me to answer your question specifically, it took a, med a medical two-by-four to smack me before I stood <laughs> back and go, wait a minute, I'm not taking a handful yeah. of prescriptions, everything from you know um, a statin drug to, uh, to something for type 2 diabetes, uh, which I to this day still haven't had to take, and my blood work is fabulous. Uh, and it's because of this. So it took opening that door, but when you make it into ice cream and they go, wait a minute, there's what and what and what in here? 
and then you show them they can get it online, and then we make it simple. What we do is we reduce it to the, the point where it makes it simple for people to be able to do that. I understand this is blue. <laughs> Getting it past the blue, but I love that it's blue. <laughs> and also, Dave, um, you have to remember that food is medicine. So yeah. even common food, um, like take celery. Uh, everybody knows celery. Everybody has celery. Um, celery is a fantastic nervine. It's actually really calming for the nervous system. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, even just regular food that you're, you're eating is going to have its own effects. Maybe it's warming, maybe it's cooling, different organ systems and tissue layers they're going to work on. But um, the way to really connect it to people also is um, just for them to realize that, you know, in the world in which they're living, um, there is a lot of um, toxin exposure. You know, uh, Joy, when she was, you know, on, on the force for 20 years, um, she was exposed to a lot of lead when she had her heavy metals done. She had, you know, lead toxicity. Firing ranges are always full of lead. Like, I, I, I want to wear a no mask idea. if I go shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and not just that, but then the solvents that we use to clean our weapons afterwards. And we oh, touch yeah. it every day, every day, every day. And not just that. We, we just recently spoke um, at a conference after we spoke with the one with you. And I had everyone stand up, and I asked them, if you do any of the things, I want you to sit down, because I wanted them to see why it was important for them to understand what we were going to show them. You know, do you whiten your teeth, color your hair, paint your nails, you know, cook, do you microwave your food, do you cook in, on a, a, a non-slick Teflon, like all these different things. I didn't even get to the really toxic stuff, and everybody was sitting down before I got to, like, the fourth or fifth thing. These are insidious and the game changed because not only are we getting these environmental toxins, but the food is where the game really changed because the butter that my grandparents had is not the butter that we have now. We have to go hunt it up somewhere else. It's not the butter that's just in the grocery store. So just understanding that, it, make, it kind of opens the door, gets our foot in the door, and then it kind of really it starts to resonate with them a little bit. Goes, oh, I didn't know that, or I didn't, I, I didn't understand the difference between that margarine's one molecule away from plastic. I thought that was better for me. So by by giving them something that they can relate to, they they come around. Otherwise, the people we end up you know seeing truly are, are people who just want to have optimum performance, and people who just want to not have to go home and put their affairs in order. Hmm. And we we we've been fooled by not being told that we can heal far and away better than than, than than they think is even possible. And when you look at tonic herbs too, there are plenty of tonic herbs that people may have at home in the Licorice. spice rack that they're you know they don't even think of as tonic herbs. You know, turmeric is one of the greatest tonic herbs in the Ayurvedic system. Most people will have that in their kitchen. Cardamom, yeah. cumin, um, black pepper. Yeah, a lot of these things, black pepper, you know, people can use as spices and uh, we use those certainly all the time. And then kind of using the, um, the herbal extracts that we use also and infusing the food with that is, is you know, that's a, a next step and next level. But um, people are, are really familiar with a lot of spices that have incredible medicinal effects. That's right. And green smoothies and, and that sort of thing and making things in the blender because, you know, a blender is where it's at for us. Then all of a sudden it all tastes good and you can't discern everything that's in there and you're, you're eating it because it, it, the whole thing tastes good. You're looking forward to the next one. And it's given you more nutrients than you had in the last month, probably. So. so, so you guys are really familiar with quality herbs. And when we talk about stuff you'll have in your cabinet, it's well known that spices have a lot of mold that grows on them because they come from tropical regions, because they're stored, because they're very expensive. You don't want to throw away the ones that are a little bit off. So mm -hmm. things like black pepper. Black pepper is universally 
contains aflatoxin. It's a question of what degree it does. And funny enough, north of 80% of people with Crohn's also have aflatoxin higher than normal. Like there's a correlation between gut health and lowering the foodborne contaminants like that. So, so when I put together the Bulletproof Diet, I'm like, well, at least especially when you're doing the elimination phase, like don't eat black pepper, even though it has medicinal properties. Even in my case, I'm sensitive to this stuff more than the average person. Mm-hmm. And even if I order like the very highest intelligent pepper direct from the farm kind of thing, more often than not, I'm like, wow, this stuff isn't pure pepper. Like there's other effects happening here. So how do you counsel people to have spices that work that aren't irradiated, aren't containing MSG or other things like that? Like, like what's the path to having spices that are going to do what they're supposed to do and not have a hidden downside? Mm-hmm. Um, Looking at the companies, I mean, that, that, you know, just like it's a whole other thing from going to even, you know, Whole Foods, a, a, you know, a good grocery store um, or going to a farmer's market, going to see um, the person who picked the food from their farm the day before. You know, it, it's a different different level of intimacy with your food. And so likewise, um, finding the companies that um, have really good quality control and they're not just, you know, importing in, in big drums, but they, um, they, they really take the steps necessary. And, you know, some companies will even have the, um, the, you know, toxicity readouts, you know, on their websites. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of few and far between, but, um, going with, going with companies who, who have, um, good quality standards, you can kind of look on their websites and, and, and read about them. If it's just, um, you know, plain packaging, and there's no backstory, you know, the good companies will give the backstory. Why should we do the switch out? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that, that's, uh, that's where I was going. It's like, yeah, you can you also can try out. it. And if you buy yeah. the generic oregano, you don't know you're getting Mexican oregano versus Mediterranean oregano. And they're different plants. And the way they're dried, why is that one brown and that one's still green? Hmm. And so I found that the quality of my consciousness is correlated with the quality of the herbs that are in my food. And quality of those herbs matters more than it should. It's just most people are always eating like the lowest quality garlic powder mixed in everything. And, and they just they don't know that they're getting some anti-nutrients in with the good stuff. Uh, so uh, I, I would love for people to use less spices for a few meals, feel the difference, and then add them in one at a time and go, wow, I put like a tablespoon of oregano in there. And, and that was interesting. And then I put a tablespoon of black pepper in and it tasted good, but it was different too. Because you should be able to feel the effect of these herbs if you're in touch with your brain. At least that's my experience. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, and they got to clean out to green and green up. Um, sometimes even really powerful um, herbs and even supplements we find people that are non-responders is because their yeah. gut is so clogged. They're just, they don't get it. It goes mm-hmm. straight through them. It, there's, it, there's no absorption. So we also, we address that as well with different modalities about how to do that how to, and to do it aggressively gentle. So it's not weird and they are okay with it. Again, it comes back to compliance, but the other, the culinary part of that question is just to switch it up. Like if you're used to having um, something that has like a pepper in it, then use the real pepper. You know, get a jalapeno, you know, a red jalapeno, yeah. and, and get the things that you know. Basil, everyone knows the smell of fresh basil, you know, right off, snapped right off, you know, your windowsill, because you can grow these things right on your windowsill. I know we do. We grow 50 pounds of food on our little, you know, 15 by 11 patio. And it's just a little rolly box that has cucumbers and 
um, and zucchini and all sorts of stuff. Like it doesn't matter where you are. If if you want, if the want is there, then, then the will is there. Then you can get this done. But to answer your question about the uh, about that, you can switch it out. You can switch it out and and, and upgrade your tomato <laughs> sauce or upgrade your oatmeal or whatever it is that you're having. Whatever it is that you're having. Yeah. And some some. Some people are just canaries in the coal mine, you know. Some people, especially if they have um, leaky gut issues, and, and pretty much you know anything that they eat is getting instantly into um, through their intestinal lining into the blood. They're going to have a lot more irritation from even you know sometimes you know a, a, maybe a protein that shouldn't be causing an allergy reaction is because of the state of their, their gut. So some people are, are ultra sensitive. Some people are really energetically sensitive too. Um, I came across that certainly when, when uh, you know, making drinks for so long for so many people. Uh, one of my first questions always if I haven't made a drink for somebody is I, I get a gauge of how energy, energetically sensitive they are because some people are super, super sensitive and you need to give them a fraction of what you give somebody else. So most of my life, I would have had no idea how to answer that question. Like, how do you know if you're energetically sensitive if you haven't like had a yoga meditation hippie upbringing? <laughs> Yeah, well, if, if if I ask somebody that sensitive and, in general, yeah, and uh, if, they, if like, how does coffee hit you? Like, if they're coffee drinkers or tea drinkers, how does a caffeine hit you? Right. I'll, I'll also ask people. You know, um, are you sensitive to other people's energy? I mean, do you feel other people's energy? And um, with that, some people will say, "Oh, yeah, I do." Or you know, do you feel the effects of the food that you eat? Like, if you eat a food or or an herb, do you feel it? Do you feel like an instant, you know, effect from it? Um, if they do, then I know that they're sensitive in some way. If, if they don't, they're like, no, I don't really notice anything like ever. Then it's like, okay, they, they have, you know, a high tolerance level. I can go you know, more heavy handed with them. Yeah. I, I always struggle with that when trying to explain to people how to make bulletproof coffee. A lot of yeah. people, once they've done it a couple of times, like a couple of tablespoons of brain octane, a couple of tablespoons of butter in, you know, two good sized cups of coffee. That's about right. But for some people, a teaspoon of brain octane just launches them into orbit. And they're yeah. like, oh, my God, I feel <laughs> so good. Wait, no, I feel tense. And you're like, it was so little. Like, But it, it varies. So, like, We keep telling people, start slow and see how you do. But one of the reporters for Yahoo News, uh, Virginia, she's like, Dave, I did a third of a cup of brain octane the, the first time. And, and she had a very... <laughs> She had a very uncomfortable uh, first experience. Um, That would be Disaster Pants 101 training right there. But, like, it it happens. It's because we are different. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, and we do have people, um, especially if we we know we can tell or see um, by their symptoms or what what we could just see in them that they have, like, candida issues. Because the wonderful thing about the uh, brain octane oil is this. It's kryptonite candida, and it's awesome. And the, so we start with a quarter teaspoon, and then we get the text and the phone calls going, I know where my keys are. I'm feeling yeah. good. I feel like I'm myself again. Mm-hmm. And that's just from mixing it in just some coconut milk without the coffee. Yeah. And then and then if they want to do coffee or if they you know wish to do something else, and we, we show them a whole different way of, of using it. But, yeah, you, you've, you've got to find people where they are, see where they want to go, and then see what they're willing to do to get there. And that's kind of like what we do because it's, it's for us it's – our, our mainstay and, and the crown jewel of what we do is the food, the food and the, and the tonics and the ice creams, the, cr- the cleverly creative food that we make. Um, we also want to be able to show people how to do it themselves and be their own guru because when you're sitting down, you've got you know four kids to feed and you've got to be able to afford all that. We also try to show them how to do it so it's affordable. Yeah. So how do you make that happen? And and well, later on in the website, when they come visit our website, there's, there's spaces for that where you can find out how do I afford to be able to do this? And 
and, and get the benefit of it. So that's so, also part of what we do. Speaking of websites, what is your website? How can people learn more about your work? Um, it is www.jingslingers.com, jingslingers.com, and it's being revamped right now. Actually, no, by the time this airs, um, the complete reboot should be done. Yeah. So I, There is a warning here for you. Website redesigns are never finished. <laughs> it's an ongoing process. Uh, we're, we're still working on our redesign. I've been since it was since it was launched, but it, it it's always good to always good to continuously upgrade. We'll put it that way. Um, now, there's a question that I've asked every guest that surely you know is coming, and it's the question about what are the top three recommendations that you would have for someone based on your experience, not just as you know, strippers or police officers, <laughs> um, but your overall life experience. <laughs> And uh, sorry, I just had to do that. Jay, I awesome. know you weren't a stripper, but it was worth it. And I want to be clear on that. You know, some people are only going to hear part of this, Dave. And not part of this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're editing out the part where I say you're not a stripper. I don't even worry about that. And uh, so, since there's two of you, and we're we're trying to shoot for time, let's do two answers for each of you. Okay. So who wants to go first? I'll go first, and I'll, I'll take it right from where we are, because there's something about laughter that's the best medicine, and you know, for both your mind, uh, mind body, and spirit, you know, we've got to play more, immerse ourselves into nature, and um, and find your joy. You know, let your heart be your GPS. In this case, GPS meaning well, yeah. your gift, your gift of personal sensibility. Your name is joy. You know, like find your joy. So this is like self promotion. Don't ever self promoted during this answer before. So. <laughs> Very good job, Joy. No, I'm kidding. So find your joy. Find your bliss. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> And no negative molecules of emotion. Like your thoughts are your food. Don't feed yourself that. The should, should, should. Don't should on yourself. <laughs> Great words. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Is that. Did you make that up? No, actually, I'm going to give credit to that. That's Michael Beckwith. We worked with yeah. Michael Beckwith uh, uh, to funny. do the Raj Festival. And, and it, it, was, it was such brilliance. And um, and yes, he said he goes because you can't do anything about it. Don't shit on yourself. Hey, no reason to shit on yourself. Should never shit on yourself. Yes, because mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can only do best from this hot red hot minute forward. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, number one, I would say cultivate an attitude of gratitude, and especially yeah. an attitude of gratitude for the great mystery that is human life. Um, you know, we're, we're upright walking ape-like creatures. We have incredibly advanced nervous system whose potential nobody really knows. Um, we have created all kinds of amazing technology. We can do Kundalini yoga. We have opposable thumbs and you know how we really got to be this way, this red hot minute really is a great mystery and, um, getting more in touch with that is um, how you get more in touch with your playful side and you know really the state that you were in when you first came to this planet uh, when you were a kid. Mm. Um, number two, um, I'm actually gonna make a book recommendation. Um, my mom is a librarian, my dad worked in printing for years, so uh, books are kinda in my DNA. So um, I'm gonna recommend to everybody the book Mastery by Robert Greene. It's oh, a yeah. fantastic book. Mm. And um, you know, for, for kicking ass in life, you really gotta know how to how to master that thing that you love, whether that's a skill or a profession, whatever that is. And um, that book is absolutely required reading for any biohackers looking to um, kick ass in life. 
Uh, in fact, uh, Robert uh, and I have been emailing, so he's in the queue oh. somewhere to come up on the show. I mean, his his other books, you know, Forty Eight Laws of Power. I, some of my career advances happened because I'm like, oh, look, someone's using those rules against me. So, yeah, um, I've, I've got a huge amount of respect for his work as well. So I'm happy that you brought that up. I'm equally happy, um, Jay, that you didn't bring up you know, easy one minute stripping, because I, I know that that was one of the books you were thinking about. That so, was actually number no, that's three. A video series. Time for that's three. a video that was, series. That was yeah. be number three. And it's all done with vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know that for the next year you're going to be living this down, which is which is really funny. So just yes. make a hula skirt out of banana peels and you'll be fine. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. You, you got it. And we will be seeing you at the Bulletproof Conference September yes. 26 through 28, 2014 in Los Angeles at the home of the Rose Bowl. If you haven't signed up yet, bulletproofconference.com. And I think you'll probably be mixing up some crazy tonics while we're there if uh, the, the plans we've got in place all come together. Yes, we'll be slinging some jing for uh, our, your bulletproof guests. It'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. So if you haven't already signed up for the conference, there are still a few early bird tickets available. At least as of the time we're recording this, they may get sold very soon. So check it out. It is going to be a pretty amazing three days. You're going to get to spend time with some really advanced biohackers. You're going to get to hear Stephen Kotler talk about how to be in a flow state. And we're going to have actual equipment that you haven't seen before. We're wiring you up to things and basically scaring the living crap out of you so we can create the neurotransmitters that are required for you to enter that flow state and feel what it's like. And then we'll get your data while you're doing it. So you're going to get hands-on biohacking, not just a bunch of boring lectures where you're actually going to feel and see and experience the biohacking stuff, including how a custom crafted tonic can actually make you feel. And the people on the show today are going to bring that to you. So Joy J from Jinx Slingers, thanks for coming on today. Thanks, Dave. We can't wait for the conference. That's right. Big love to you, my big brother. Awesome. Awesome. Bye. Bye. <laughs>